was that song we all know and love. Blau und weiß ein Leben lang. Hallo meine Leben, wie geht's? Willkommen zum Das Einziger Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right folks, officially the world's only English Schalke Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Let me start off by thanking you for tuning back to our show. Schalke fans are some of the greatest fans in the world, many of whom speak English. This pod aims to bring you the latest from the Royal Blues, talk to the English-speaking fans of the club and get their point of view, and bring you game highlights. We will also pick out articles on the club and talk a little bit about them. On today's Schalke 04 podcast rundown, with the preseason all done with, it's now time to get the show on the road. As you may or may not know, Schalke got off last week with a cup victory over Dynamo Berlin, 2-0, both goals coming from Yevon Konoplyanka. Uh, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about opening weekend again, Rasenball Sport Leipzig. Let's take it away. All right. Uh, who saw that game, huh? What a game that was. I know going into this game um, against a, a team that finished second last season in Leipzig, um, I thought if Schalke could come away with a point, that would be a moral victory, um, considering the the strength of their opponent. Um, but you know, we got a better result than that. We got a two nothing victory. Um, who saw that coming? I mean, that's you look at that matchup, and I mean, that's uh, had Tedesco written all over it. The tactically, uh, the stuff, the little things he did in that game to get that get the team ready for it. Um, it, it, it was uh, such a fantastic thing to see. So let's get on with the game here. Um, now we look at the lineup here. Uh, it was a 3-4-3 formation, uh, much like we told you Tedesco likes to use. In goal, Ralph Farman. Uh, he was a, um, the captain, uh, as, you, as you heard last week. Um, Javides uh, was stripped of the captaincy, and, 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 and Farman was, uh, was given, given the armband. Um, Three-man defense, you had Tilo Carrer, uh, Naldo in central defense, and Matija Nasasic. On the right side of the midfield, Daniel Kalajiri. In the middle, you had Nabil Bentaleb alongside Leon Goretzka. And on the left flank, you had Bastian Ochipka. Up top, the front three. On the right side, you had Amin Herit, the youngster from France. In the center of attack, you had Franco Di Santo. And on the left side, you had Yevin Konoplyanka. Um... It was it was definitely an interesting game. Um, right off the bat, you could see that, that the defense was was ready to play. I mean, Naldo, Nastasic, they were excellent all game long. You know, Tedesco knew knew the team he was playing against. I mean, he obviously studied the tape. He knew when to get Chalka, when to get his team to pressure, and they pressured every time Upamecano was in possession of the ball for. Uh, for Leipzig, I mean, he was obviously the weak point there on that team, especially with with ball control, um, and he's a youngster too. So Tedesco knew that he had to, if he pressured every time he got the ball, he could cause a turnover, uh, and he definitely did. Um, a big thing for me in the game, uh, Tilo Kerrer, he was he was everywhere. I mean, good passing, good tackling. I mean, alongside with like maybe Bentaleb and even Konoplyanka, uh, I would say. Tilo Carrer was man of the match for me. Like I said, like an eleventh minute, uh, he made some good tackles. You know, um, 
it was also nice to see with Naldo in center of defense there, uh, he was taking control. I mean, every time the ball went out of play, like for corner kicks and stuff, he was reminding his team, and you're in a 3-4-3 formation, you know, he was getting guys to go where they needed to go, make sure they knew who they had to mark. You know, I know, you know, as the game progressed on from there, around the 18th minute or so, uh, Timo Werner from uh, from Leipzig, and I had a great opportunity on the left side, but um, Tito Carrer stepped up again, made a great tackle on him to stop that, stop that little attack that they had there. In the 28th minute, you know, jumping to the forward a little bit. Um, Schalke had a free kick from the right side. Corner uh, Plyanka decided to take the kick. So he took the free kick. Uh, it was cleared by uh, the Leipzig defense. I believe it was um, Willy Orban. Uh, he, and he headed it right to uh, Nabil Bentaleb, who took it off his chest. And one motion struck a great volley that uh, forced uh, Gulashi to make a save. Because um, that was going for goal. I mean, uh, if you guys saw that or not. Uh, what a brilliant play of Bentaleb. The, the, the criticism on him is that he's got all this immense talent, but he doesn't always use it. He doesn't show up. He, sometimes he just uh, he just uh, tick, goes in the games passively, you know. So it's good to see the, the first game of the, of the season that he's uh, he's so active in the game. Fast forward again, uh, 29th minute. Uh, Yusef Polson uh, on a counterattack by Leipzig looked like he was going to be free and even though Tilo Kerrer was playing on the right side of the defense, he was actually on the left side of the field, and he and he made a fantastic tackle on Polson, took the ball from him, and, and Schalke got, got back possession. Just a minute later, again, you know, Leipzig was on the attack, and Tilo Kerrer was well-positioned, intercepted a pass that was meant for Timo Werner. That caused another turnover that, you know, that gave the ball and possession back to Schalke. Another thing I noticed in the, in this game is, um, you know, we've been talking about Amin Herrett and his offensive ability. Uh, what, what was apparent in this game to me with him is that there is a defensive side to him too. He obviously likes to come back and help out the defense. Um, he showed it throughout the game. A good example of that was in the 33rd minute when, you know, Halstenberg of Leipzig had the ball. You know, it was great pressure just before that. You know, Calagiri put a lot of pressure on Timo Werner, who made a bad pass back to uh, Hostenberg. And then Amin Herrett came in from behind, stripped him of the ball. It looked like he was on his way to a, to a counterattack, but then he got fouled by Hostenberg. Hostenberg, you know, in turn received a yellow card for that. But if it wasn't for the hardworking uh, Amin Herrett there, uh, you know, there wouldn't have been a yellow card there. Maybe it wouldn't have been a turnover. So a lot of his a lot of his play throughout the game, uh, he caused a lot of fouls on him because of his elusiveness and his um, his ability to uh, find open teammates and and start to counterattacks. Maybe fast forward a little bit more. In the 35th minute, you know, on the left hand side, Yevon uh, Konoplyanka and Franco Di Santo, they're playing a nice little give and go. Konoplyanka um, was down in the corner, found a nice pass and wide open Di Santo in front of the net. He had a brilliant scoring opportunity, but the shot went high and wide. You know, if DeSanto wanted to make a, a name for himself to say, you know, I belong in the starting lineup, yes, Guido Bergseller, who is out in injury, is the starter. Um, but if you want to make a case for yourself, opportunities like that you do not let pass. Uh, it was a terrible shot, honestly. Um, but it was a good play, ultimately. But, you know, the give and go between them, it was good to see. But, yeah, it, they cut apart the defense there, Leipzig defense. But it was, if it wasn't for, you know, if, if DeSanto had better finishing, they could have gone up one nothing at that point. 
you know, fast forward a couple more minutes. I mean, Harrod, you know, causing chaos again, moving the ball, his trickery with his feet, you know, causing Leipzig to to constantly foul him, and he's fouled again. There, yeah, not too, yeah, pretty close to the box. I believe it was Poulsen who took him down. You know, fast forward a couple more minutes, even later, five minutes later, actually, Bentaleb was was deep and had a brilliant pass from deep to a streaking Desanto. Uh, Desanto, you know, beat Upamecano to the ball. And then Upamecano being young and maybe not mature enough for the situation, fouled DeSanto in the box. It was a very, very clumsy foul. I know some people were asking, was that a penalty? It was definitely a penalty. You, yes, at times, there's a play early, a couple minutes earlier in the game where Upamecano and Goretzka had a, uh, went for a ball together and the referee deemed that Upamecano fouled Ugaretska. Now, that was more of a shoulder-to-shoulder play, uh, but this time Upamecano on DeSanto in the box was a clear-cut foul. He, dro- he They dropped him, um, which caused automatically a penalty, definitely a penalty, and, and who stepped up? Nabil Bentaleb. Good to see. And if you didn't believe that he was the right man to take the penalty kick, look at the goal. He finished with authority. He finished with power. There was no doubt about it. Gave Schalke the lead heading into halftime. Another another thing I noticed from that first half, you know, Daniel Caligiri and Tilo Carrera on the right side of that of that defense, uh, they looked great together. I mean, they were working off each other. Uh, when one one of them stepped up, the other one was dropped back. They both knew how to pressure at the right time. That all comes down to coaching, because uh, both you know you know Caligiri's been playing for a while, but Tilo Carrera is he's still young, so um, he needs to be coached to be played in the right position. And the kid obviously has talent. Them together, they they had a fantastic first half, I thought. Um, overall, RB Leipzig had no real opportunities in the end of first half. It was um, it was good to see from Schalke's point of view, though they're, you know, though Schalke's uh, possession or opportunities were few and far between. Um, they still had chances. Leipzig, on the other hand, had no. I don't think they barely had a shot. Uh, who was it? I don't know if it was Werner uh, early on in the first half. He tried a little chip shot over uh, Ralph Fireman, but uh, he wasn't having it. It was it was an easy save. But that was really the only opportunity on goal um, for Leipzig in the first half. They cut over to the uh, second half now. Again, Amin Herrett causing, ha- causing havoc, causing guys to foul him. This time, uh, Keita with the foul on him. So that's the second yellow in the game that Amin Herrett uh, you know, cause because his hard work and and his elusiveness. We told you, you know, when they signed him, this guy uh, has fleet feet. He reminds me of a young Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, if you watch the game, you can see the way he, you know, the way he moves his feet, the way he can get out of a jam. Um, you can see that I'm not wrong at all about that. And, and the fact that people kept fouling him and he got a second yellow drawn against him is even further proof of that. Fast forward again, another minute. In the 47th, uh, there's that man again, Franco Di Santo. Another glorious opportunity, and another glorious opportunity missed. Um, yes, he should have scored that first first time when he had to give and go with Konoplyanka. This time, at least get it on goal. Another shot that was high and wide. Now you, it's great to get shots off, but you need to get shots off on net. And the fact that Di Santo wasn't doing this uh, was disappointing. Yes, he's getting the opportunities, meaning he's doing 
he's doing the small stuff right, but it's just that finishing which is which he's lacking. Uh, Sometimes you know, if you play against Dortmund, you play against uh, Bayern, you're not going to get many of these opportunities, and when you do, you need to finish them or at least get them on target to give your 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 team the opportunity to get a rebound. Uh, shooting it high and wide and into the crowd, that's not a way to do it. That's uh, something that Di Santo needs to work on if he wants to be a, a prominent role on this team, whether as a starter or as a sub. You know, you got uh, Brielle Mbolo on the bench who's 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 coming off inj- coming back from injury and he's ready. He's chopping at the bit to get back out there. So if you want to stay above him in the pecking order, you need to do better on your finishing there. Emil Forsberg for Leipzig. He didn't start the game. Uh, he's still getting back to you know to fitness. He did start in the second half though, um, and it was evident you know with his uh, insertion that Leipzig was getting more and more possession. Some, which is something that they're not used to because last season they played more of a counterattacking style. But Schalke was keen on letting them you know possess the ball to throw them off their own game. Though the insertion of uh, Forsberg led to a foul. He was fouled just outside the box which led to a free kick. I'm sure you've seen this around uh, Bundesliga English. Uh, Twitter uh, showed a picture of a, a, a caption. So basically, Forsberg took his free kick. He shot it high and wide into the crowd. Before the game, Schalke you know, told our fans, you get a free beer with the game. Uh, obviously, uh, Bundesliga English uh, played off of this and said, you know, well, clearly Emil Forsberg didn't get the didn't get the memo, didn't get a beer, so he was pissed off, and his shot hit a guy who knocked his beer out of his hand. If, you know, if you're asking me as a beer aficionado, I think that should have been a yellow card, huh? Beers aren't cheap to come by, free beer or not. That's blasphemy. That's what I think it is. Anyway, <laughs> you know, later on in the game, later on, I think like a minute or two later, I mean, Herrett again causing chaos. Nearly found DeSanto out front. He was uh, on the right wing there, one-on-one, doing his trickery. Uh, faked out the defender, uh, got some space, uh, made a pass into the center, which the defender did well to clear. VAR, which is going to be uh, it's already a hot commodity in different leagues that are using this now. They signaled the referee because there was some debate whether it was a handball, but the defender went on the Amin Herrett cross. Uh, upon further review, VAR decided that was not a handball, and play continued on. You know, it's good to see Harrod, you know, taking his chances one on one, which is you'd love to see from an offensive side. And you know, nearly getting an assist there, probably like five minutes later or so. Leipzig had some opportunities in the game. This would be one of them. And Fireman, you know, he he snuffed it out. That was a shot by. Uh, Marcel Sabitzer, and he did well not to give up a rebound because Polson was uh, Yusuf Polson was lurking on the doorstep, and should that it was a it was a wild wild shot that he didn't uh, if Fireman didn't take care of it well the first time uh, it would have been it would have been an easy tap in for Polson but Ralph Fireman did well and uh, kept the game one zero at that point as the game was going on it was become become very very evident. That the Schalke defense was just shutting down opportunities, both for Timo Werner, Yusuf Polson, and the rest of the Leipzig uh, Leipzig team. We knew that Schalke prob- had problems last year defensively, uh, leaking in an, an insane amount of goals. 
the amount of goals that Schalke should never be given up in any season. With the signing Tedesco, like we told you, Tedesco is a as a man who wants his team to play as a unit, be compact, not give up goals. Though he only had eleven games at Eisenberg Auch, his he, I think he had six five or six shutouts in those eleven games. He doesn't like to get concede goals. Um, and so the way he had set up his team on Saturday, match week one against Leipzig, um, it was evident of that. And it's the tactics that he's bringing are only going to be an, an aid in the success of Schalke for the rest of the season. Uh, they continue you know, to play well tactically. The team, no doubt, is going to be flourishing and, and improving much from their 10th place position last season. You know, flash forward you know, a few more minutes. Leipzig thought they had, they had the, the, the equalizer. It was a little pass into uh, uh, Emil Forsberg, the assist king from last year from uh, Leipzig, who did a cheeky little pass to uh, Yusuf Poulsen, who finished it off. But luckily for us, uh, the linesman had his, his arm up. Um, a lot of people were complaining, oh, this is this is bogus, mostly Leipzig fans, maybe even some Dortmund fans in there, huh? They're claiming, oh, it was a good goal. But if you look at the replay... Not only Forsberg, who made the pass, was offside, as was Yusuf Polson. They were clearly offside. It wasn't even close. So I think that was more passion playing into their into their into what they were saying as opposed to logic. If you look at the replay, from a neutral point of view, you can you can clearly see it was a, both players are offsides, and it was a good call by the linesman. Uh, in 62nd minute, Franco Di Santo... Uh, picked up a little injury just just minutes before that, so he was subbed off, and Fabian Risa uh, was subbed in. Uh, it's good to see the youngster in there, you know, um, get some opportunity because once uh, Bergsteller's back and Imbolo's back, he may not get the the pitch time that uh, he needs to improve on. So the fact that you can get him out there now, uh, it can only help in uh in aid and get him getting him to play better. Like I said earlier, you know. As the game continue to go on and on, you expect you see players like I mean Herrett who are very flashy, and you think they're not going to be able to contribute on defensive and defensively. Uh, but you know it was the opposite for him. You know he he plays he positions himself very well defensively. He's always in the mix helping out. I know that um, if you want to play on Tedesco's team, you need to be the play not only on the front end but on the back end if you want to stay in the lineup. And clearly, um, the young Harrit was uh, is willing to do that, which is great to see. You fast, we we're flash forward, you know, to the 68th minute or so. Leipzig had a, a great opportunity on Schalke, but the play was snuffed out by Ralph Fireman. Um I think it was uh, Keita who took a shot and uh, hit hit off the face of Ralph Fireman. It could have been equal. It could have easily been one one at that point. It was a little moment of chaos for the defense for for Schalke, one of the rare moments, and uh, uh, the keep the the captain bailed him out. Uh, I don't know if his he might have a little headache after the game after that shot to the face, but he did what he's supposed to do: keep the ball out of the net. And then you flash forward to the seventy third minute, um, and a moment of brilliance came about. Um, that moment came from Amin Herrett, the X Factor, as we mentioned on here. Before, you know, he positioned himself well defensively. He he made a brilliant interception. Deked out two of the uh, Leipzig players and even went through the legs of uh, uh, Fabian Risa. Uh, and then found a wide open streak in Yevon Konoplyanka, 
who went one-on-one with Gulashi. Um, had a great first touch to uh, center the ball a little bit and then fired, fired home a beautiful, beautiful goal. The counter-attack on here for Schalke and here's Conor Plianka at the freedom of the Fountains Arena. 2-0, Yevhen Conor Plianka. Give that goal to Harit for that extraordinary pass. What a great play from end to end. Not only from, you know, defensively how Schalke were able to cause a turnover. I mean, Herrett evading two two Leipzig players and then having the the vision to see downfield a streaking Konoplyanka who was onside, thank you to the uh, halfway line, a streaking Konoplyanka who made no mistake, you know, no, not many people are going to catch Konoplyanka on a breakaway. And then his first touch to center the ball to give him a better angle on Gulashi. Who did well to come out and try to meet meet him one on one, but Konoplyanka did beautifully and finished the ball in the far corner to give Schalke the two nothing lead, a deserved two nothing lead, might I add. For the next five minutes, it was it wasn't much, as much of the same, you know. And then um, Tedesco decided to bring on Weston McKinney, and and in his place coming out would be Amin Herrett. Amin Herrett got a nice standing ovation, and. And the and the American prodigy that everyone wants to see on the pitch finally got this opportunity. McKinney is a fantastic talent, as we all know, as we've seen throughout this preseason with the U19s. And this is a good opportunity, good spot for him to go in because there's not as much pressure because it's already a two nothing game. The game is pretty much out, of, you know, done with. Um, yes, you're playing a very good Leipzig team, so anything could happen in in, in mere minutes. But you know, your your team has two nothing lead. Good place to put him in. If they were, if it was a tie game or they were down one, might be too much, a little bit more pressure that he couldn't handle. Who knows? Uh, but I thought it was, perf- it was perfect that Tedesco brought him in then. Proof of that, you know, in the 81st minute, McKinney got the ball and he went around two players, kept possession and then found a little lofty pass to Fabian Riese over the, or Riza over the defense. I'm a great play, you know. Player who's not as mature mentally as McKinney is would have turned it over in that position, causing a, a counterattack. Kenny was calm, he was wise, he was he, he used some trickery to get you know past two players, and then you know fed a pass off to his teammate to keep keep the possession in Chalco's favor. Anytime you play a team that likes to counterattack like like Leipzig does, silly turnovers are not the way to go because they will kill you with that. Um, another another noteworthy substitution was uh, in the 88th minute. Max Meyer finally got the he got subbed in. He was subbed in for uh, Yevhen Konoplyanka, so he got a couple minutes out because really it was seven minutes worth of play because he came in the 88th, um, and then there was five minutes of stoppage time. I don't know if many people of you saw this. If you haven't seen this, look it up on YouTube. We'll, we'll send a link out as well after the match. Uh, Konoplyanka. Uh, uh, Domenico Tedesco got his team around him and made a it looked like a hell of a speech. He was obviously pumping up the guys. If you watch the face of the guys around uh, Tedesco, he was pumping them up. He was saying something to the likes of, you know, this is our house. We have to defend our house at, at all costs. These are the kind of results that you know they're going to go a long way you know, overall. And then eventually he sent them on their way to uh, to salute the uh, the fans, the great fans there in the Kurva Nord. Overall, um, I thought it was a fantastic performance by Tedesco and the boys. They got a, a great result. 
both Bayern and uh, Dortmund got wins uh, in the opening weekend. So to keep pace with them as for as long as you can is great. To beat a team that was uh, finished second last season in our Champions League this season, these are teams that you want to you know compare yourselves against. Good results against these kind of quality opponent uh, is the way to go. Uh, the next two opponents for uh, for Schalke are newly promoted teams who can always be tricky because those teams feel like they have a point to prove that they, they belong to Bundesliga. Uh, next next week we play um, Hanover ninety six, and then the following week it's uh, Stuttgart. So uh, we'll have podcasts for each of, after each of those games. Uh, but I, I want to ask you guys, how impressed were you with the first league match under Tedesco? Tell us about it on Twitter at SO4 underscore podcasts. All right. I want to go to uh, an article that I found on, on Schalke. It was on ESPN, actually, on ESPN blog. Title is Good Vibes Back at Struggling Schalke. So basically, this article was saying basically the same thing what we've been telling you. Um, the way Schalke played uh, was just fantastic you know, from a tactics point of view. Um, you know, last they were talking about a little bit last season how the team, it seemed every time it took one step forward, it took two steps back. It's a retrograde, right? You you think they're going in the right direction, and they, they hit something that caused them to take two steps back. Vine Zero clearly wasn't the uh, the right man for the job, and so it's time to move on from him. If you look at this, the way this game ended, you think this is Chalk is going in the right direction. Yes, it's only one. It's the first of 30, 34 games, but the man of the performance is a fine combination of astute tactics, a spirit of devotion against one of the best sides in the country. Understandably, the Schalke faithful are hugely excited. Move on to the rest of the article. They had a quote from Leon Goretzka that said, you know, the coach set us up fantastically well. Also, goalkeeper Ralph Fairman, he also said, you know, Tedesco's match plan was the key to our success. The article just talks a little bit about some of the goals that happened. You know, you should check it out. It's on ESPN.com. Again, once again, the article is called Good Vibes Back at Struggling Schalke. And it's by Raphael Honigstein. Um, so check that out. Uh, it's just a little little snippet about the game. But yeah, you know, keep tuning in. We'll have these uh, podcasts out much quicker than, than this one's coming out. Keep tuning in throughout the summer as we will bring you the latest from the Royal Blues. We want to thank Schalke and the Bundesliga for providing us tidbits for our podcast today. If there are any topics you would like us to discuss... Send us a tweet at SO4 underscore podcast on Twitter. We'll have some guests in the next few weeks, so stay tuned for that. Once again, I'm your host, Richard Carmen, and you can find me on Twitter as well at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Until the next pod comes, folks, stay ready, and I'll be with you soon. Tschüss.